just want to take time to say thank you for your goodness and your grace. Lord, for your protection. Lord, we thank you for uh, bringing uh, this new family our way. And Lord, that we can uh, agree together and and find that uh, uh, many thousands of miles apart, yet we have the same Bible and the same truth. And we're trying to serve the same Jesus, Lord. We thank you for the different testimonies of answered prayer. And Lord, just the blessings that you have blessed us with. We thank you for the privilege of being able to read God's Word and understand it. In your name we pray. Amen. Night. Uh, no go ye kids, so you get to stay in the main service tonight. And uh, we will mention this during the prayer time, but we do ask that you'd pray for us as we uh, travel tonight. going to go about three hours up the road, get a hotel room, and then actually ride part of the Lexington and Concord uh, battlefield tomorrow. And uh, it's been forecast rain, 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 rain. And last time I checked, we're not supposed to get any rain till 4 o'clock. And hopefully by 4 o'clock we're going to be undoing all the good that we did uh, riding the bike, exercising. Uh, my favorite exercise is... Uh, what is it? Push-outs and pull-ins from the table. Amen? And uh, so we'll be enjoying that time. Turn with me, if you would, to Genesis chapter 22 and Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture, one that we have been through uh, numerous times. Uh, and in our Sunday school, we cover this as we go through the Bible a story at a time. And uh, it is a very important story. It is in there. It's one of the strangest stories truly in, in the Bible, but there is ample reason for being here. Now, if you're in uh, Genesis 22, just stick your finger in your Bible there and turn to Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to read just a few verses here because we want to set the biblical context for the passage that we are going to examine tonight. And again, this is just illustrating as well as the Bible is its own best commentary. If you really want to understand your Bible, let the Bible teach you what it is trying to teach you. Amen? And so Hebrews chapter 11, it's verse 17, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Now, the writer of Hebrews here is telling us that Abraham, when he was tried, responded with faith. And uh, we're going to go through Genesis chapter 22, the story of God calling Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. And it tells us here that Abraham did not withhold Isaac, his son. It says uh, that Abraham understood exactly as receiving the promises from God that in his family... All the uh, families of the earth should be blessed. And we understand that that blessing 
is fulfilled in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And surely uh, there is not one family on the face of this earth as, as a biblical family. We're talking about people groups here that has not been blessed by the truth of Jesus Christ. And, and so as we uh, look at this, he takes Isaac in whom all of those promises are fulfilled, and it tells us that he offers him up, and in verse 19 gives us what Abraham was thinking, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Now, what that simply means is Abraham had bound Isaac, he had put him on the altar, He had the fire. He was ready to kill him and to burn his body, a human sacrifice, uh, something that God had never asked for, something very, very unusual. But Abraham understood one thing. God said it, therefore I'm supposed to do it. And I don't know if you can see how childish Abraham's, childlike Abraham's faith is through this whole thing. He says, God gave me Isaac. God promised me that in Isaac my seed would be uh, called, that Isaac is the key to all the promises that God has promised me. Now God says, sacrifice Isaac on an altar and to kill him and burn his body. Therefore, God will bring Isaac back to life and we will come to... uh, and." then God will be pleased with what I do. And it says that he received him in the figure. Isaac was really as good as dead, was he not? Uh, Abraham had already committed this act probably a thousand times in his mind in these several days as they traveled there. But here's what I want us to understand. Abraham... Believed God enough to understand that God never changes His Word. You know, I've often, by different people over the years, say, Pastor, you know, I'm just in a situation that no matter what I do, I've got to choose uh, the, the lesser of two evils. Now, the only time I really... Uh, that, that I can endorse you taking that mentality is... As an American citizen, when you go to vote, uh, many times we are faced with the opportunity, with the false choice of the lesser of two evils. Because neither candidate wants to serve God, wants to do right, has the faith of the Bible. So you pick the least God-hating one. Uh, That's the only honest thing you can do as a citizen of this country. I've met people say, well, I'm just going to vote a third party or I'm going to... Well, you're actually voting for the candidate that you don't want the most. Uh, so uh, don't, don't fall prey to all of the, the things that are out there. And not every candidate is going to be one that you choose. But in your daily life choices, you never have to choose evil. You have to choose faith. And that's why this story is in the Bible. Because this is an unbelievable request that God makes, is it not? 
And yet Abraham just simply said, Isaac has got to be on the other side of this this time of testing that has come my way. Therefore, Isaac is going to be on the other side. If God has to resurrect him from the dead, then God has certainly capable of doing that. Abraham said, I'm going to obey God. Now, let's go back to Genesis 22 and let's just work our way through here uh, as quickly as we can. But we want to just simply see how faith works, what faith will do in our lives. Abraham gives us the like figure, a living illustration of how faith ought to work. And there should be some applications for us. I believe that there most certainly is and that we can learn here from what Abraham did. And so it says, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, Abram, yes, Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. And he said, God speaking in verse two, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Now, I don't know about you, but that period at the end of verse 2 is huge, is it not? Look. I mean, God just appears. He calls Abraham. Abraham is used to getting called by God. And in the past, it's always been to bless Abraham. He gave Abraham an opportunity to intercede on behalf of the inhabitants of Sodom and sent the angels down to deliver Lot and his family from the wickedness of that city before it was destroyed. God had promised him that Isaac would be born, and there Isaac was, probably now somewhere around 15, 16 years old, a uh, big, strong boy there, just growing. And, and uh, Abraham was very wealthy. He was living what we would call the good life in every sense of the word. You know, we tend to rewrite history according to ourselves. And you say, well, Abraham didn't have a house. He lived in a tent. Well, I'll challenge you, Abraham's tent was probably better furnished than most of our houses. And Abraham did not have uh, hot and cold running water as we might have. But I I will tell you, uh, he was not camping in his Coleman sleeping bag and uh, uh, sleeping on the ground with roots coming up into his back while he was sleeping like, like what we do when we go camping. Um, Abraham lived a very luxurious life. And God calls him and says, I want you to take your son, thine only son Isaac. There's no mistaking here. Get thee into the land of Moriah. We know that better today as the city of Jerusalem is where the land of Moriah is. And he says, offer him there for a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Now, burnt offering, Abraham had offered many, many of those over the years. You took the animal, you killed it, you poured the blood out around the base of the altar. 
you then, uh, depending on the type of sacrifice, would either cut the animal into parts and uh, lay it uh, on the altar and light a big fire under there and burn the animal to ashes. That was a sacrifice. God said to take Isaac and do that with Isaac. Now, that, that would be a horrendous thought. In fact, if God came to do that today, we would say, God, the Bible says you're against human sacrifice. You would never ask that. That's exactly correct. <coughs> but God did have a purpose here for Abraham. And we're going to find that out as we go through. This was an impossible task. In fact, Abraham could not get this accomplished without some secrecy. And we find immediacy here. Look at verse 3. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. I don't know about you, but if I have something to do that I don't want to do, the last thing I want to do is get up early in the morning and get it done. Because I know if I get started, I'm going to get it done, right? But I don't want it. I mean, Abraham said, I am going to obey God. Here's what faith does. First thing. Faith makes you. Faith forces you. Faith demands that you obey the words of God. It's just that simple. You, you cannot get away from that fact. Faith demands obedience to the words of God. If you're saved here tonight, that's how you got saved, isn't it? You obeyed the words of God. I would hope that you are in church tonight because of faith. The Bible tells us to be in the assembly of the believers. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, but much more. As ye see the day approaching. So, God said it. Abraham did it. Faith demands obedience. So, he rises up early. Look at verse 3. And saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering. And rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Abraham didn't leave anything out. He cut the wood and loaded it on one of the animals so he wouldn't have to go looking for wood when he got to the place where he was. He took two of his servants to help him and take care of them. And he didn't forget Isaac. Later on, we'll find out that he had the fire with him. And verse 4, then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Three days. You know, this bike ride, we're, we're driving tonight, and we'll be back, Lord willing, Monday night. And uh, a lot of people, oh, I don't know if I can do this or not. Oh, we're, you can do this. One day. How would you like to travel for three days to get there? With all of this on Abraham's mind and heart, he was going to be obedient to the Word of God. Faith demands obedience. Abraham did not take time to explain it to Isaac. You know why? Because Abraham didn't understand yet. 
In fact, Abraham wouldn't understand until the whole thing was over. In fact, a lot of people don't understand even when they read what the Bible clearly tells us what transpired here. And so, uh, Abraham had to keep this to himself. Now, I want you to look at his words here. Verse 5, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Now, look what he says. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. Abraham said, I am the ladder going. I am the ladder coming back. There's no questions here. This is something that just doesn't make sense. But I'm going to be obedient to the Word of God. But look at the next. Let's let's finish. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it upon Isaac his son. Need to remember that. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he, Isaac, said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Now, couldn't you just see Abraham quivering just a little bit as... The time had finally come where he was going to have to explain to Isaac what was going to happen. But look what he says. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Here's the second thing faith is going to make you do. Faith demands obedience to the words of God. And faith always makes you look directly to God. You see, this is where faith works. You see, I can't look past God and have faith. If I'm going to do things by faith, I must look directly to God. And Abraham answers his son and says, Isaac, God's going to provide himself a lamb. And, of course, those words are going to not only be descriptive of what was going to happen here on, on Mount Moriah this day that Abraham was there with Isaac, his son, but they were going to be prophetic of what God was going to do in that same place nearly 2,000 years later when Jesus Christ would be on that same mountain and would be offered for the sins of the whole world. Now, here's the part of this story I like the best. Verse 9, And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him upon the altar of wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. 
And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said, to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Now, number one, faith makes you obedient to the words of God. Number two, faith makes you look directly at God. You cannot... Uh, play games. There's nothing here that uh, faith does not allow for the reasoning or the thought process of men. But a faith allows you to see what God is doing. Abraham is called the friend of God, is he not? That is his name in the Bible. What do friends do? I mean, real friends... They share things with each other, do they not? They're, they're usually what makes friends is a, uh, an agreement uh, of things. Uh, if you have a good friend in high school, it's because you're probably working together to get through high school or college. Uh, that's one of the things we love about Heartland Baptist Bible College is is as you attend there, you make friends that will last not only through this lifetime, but through all eternity. And you'll, it, it's, it's wonderful to go back, especially during the church planning, and I said, oh, I remember that guy when he was a student. Oh, I remember some of the things that my, one of my children told me he did when, when he was a student there, and now he's starting a church. He said, if God can take that clown and make a church planner out of him, we're going to support him. Amen? And, and what a blessing it is. God was trying to show Abraham what was on God's heart. See, even at this time, the plan of salvation was nothing new to God. It had been settled before God said, let there be light. There was no other way for God to actually reveal to Abraham the trauma, the anguish of spirit that God was going to endure with the sacrifice of his son than to put Abraham through this time of testing for three days, and let Abraham believe that actually Isaac would die. And just before Isaac was to be killed, God stopped him. And I'm sure Abraham is going, But then Abraham realizes that the words that he just spoke in, that God shall provide himself a lamb, he calls the name Jehovah Jireh, says, in the mount of the Lord... It shall be seen. And I'll tell you, there's some things that are still to be seen in that mount of the Lord. If you go there today, they have what they call the Dome of the Rock, supposedly built over the very place where Abraham 
uh, sacrificed Isaac there on the Temple Mount in the city of Jerusalem. It's the center of the world. And it would have, if you follow that same ridge line outside the city walls of the old Jerusalem, not the new Jerusalem modern day, but the old Jerusalem, there's another place the Bible calls Calvary, where Jesus suffered and died. You see, God was trying to show his friend what God was going to do to save mankind. Of all the people in the Old Testament, only one had a real idea of what was going to happen with Jesus Christ and the cross on Calvary. Guess who that was? Abraham. Now, Abraham didn't understand when God said, come and offer your only son. But since faith demands obedience, Abraham set up to do it. Abraham didn't make any excuses. He looked directly at God and said, God's got to provide himself. And God did provide a ram caught in the thorns. And later, God would provide Jesus Christ. There'd be no substitute for them. And the last thing that faith will do is it puts our life or the life of the person exercising faith on display for others to see. We can see, you know, some people as they describe Jesus Christ on the cross and all of these things, say, well, Jesus was God. It didn't hurt him. Well, wait a minute. If it was not offensive to God, why does it say that he endured the cross despising the shame? If it was nothing... To Jesus, why did he spend three hours in Gethsemane's garden praying? Father, if it be thy will, if there is any way that this, that I would not have to endure the cross, nevertheless, not thy will, but not my will, but thy will be done. And Jesus tried to let, give us all of these things so that we could see that our salvation was not easy for God. God spoke, light became. Everything in the universe out of nothing appeared. But yet God is trying to let us see through the life of Abraham the anguish and the torture and the troubled heart that God went through so that we could be saved. We need to let that sink in. You see, we come here, and and I, I want to just remind us before we move on to the last point here. It says in verse 12, Now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Uh, did God not know the answer to that question? Hello? Of course God did. God knew exactly what Abraham was going to do. But did Abraham know what Abraham was going to do? No, he didn't. 
And God used this traumatic experience so that Abraham could see that God is number one. You know, how many marriages have been destroyed? How many children have been lost? How many terrible things churches closed because people tried to protect God's Word? Instead of just being obedient and living by faith, they tried to figure a different way around. I want to challenge you, as we look at this world in which we live, it becomes more and more absurd to the general population to simply obey the words of this book. Uh, The mantra of the millennials, and and I'm sorry, I, I, I am fairly harsh with millennials, they ought to know better. Uh, And I'm not talking about all people. I'm talking about people who pull this mindset or whatever you want to call it. That the world owes me a living and my life should start where your life ended. I mean, that kind of foolishness is just reserved for fantasy land. You see, you have to have a faith relationship with God. Faith in God is never the problem. It's always the solution. I don't care what the problem is. Faith in God is never out of vogue. It is never old-fashioned in that sense that it's outdated and and, uh, ineffective. Faith is never outdated. It is never ineffective. It is always present. It is always the greatest answer. If you're going to have faith... You've got to obey the words of this book. It's demanded. Without works, faith is dead. Isn't that correct? Now, you have to make sure that your faith is in God's word and not in your words. I think I've used this example more than once, but it was back in the old building. I had a lady come up and said, I need to talk with you. And I said, if you'll... Sit through the service. I'll I'll try to talk after the service. And so she has her little daughter there and she says, "Uh, uh, well, uh, let, let let me tell you what's happening is my husband wants to move to Pennsylvania and I don't want to move to Pennsylvania. I said, okay. She said, you see, I had this dream. God gave me a dream. And actually my daughter had the dream. Now, what did you dream? And she said, well, I dreamed about water. See, a flood, destruction. If we move to Pennsylvania, it's going to... Hey, I'm serious, I'm quoting. And, and this lady was just going on and on and on. And I said, excuse me, just a minute. Can I tell you something? She says, what? I said, God does not speak to you through dreams. He speaks to you through the Bible. And you know what the Bible says? It says, wives, what's the next word? (laughs) Oh, she got mad at me because the Bible didn't fit her dream. It says, wives, obey your husbands. You see, 
If we decide what the Bible says, then that's not faith. But if we will let the Bible stand and we will obey its words, it's going to bring us into direct contact with God himself. That's how you get saved. That's how you live for the Lord each day. You don't have to understand, but you do have to obey. And if you will live according to faith, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be able to see the heart of God. That's why we call it faith, promise, missions, giving. If you give to missions by faith, you're going to see the heart of God. And God will allow you to do things by faith that you could never do. On your own. And that's not the only instance. You need to, by faith, pass out gospel tracts and invite others to church. Amen? You need to, by faith, live a Christian life in this unchristian world. If you want protection, be obedient to the Word of God. And faith will put your life on display. I I will tell you, that when we started this process with uh, the Community Baptist Church, I thought, wow, this is great. We've got a prospective preacher. We've got a, a promise of money from the sale of another building. We could have this thing wrapped up in just a few weeks, and I'll be out of there, and wow, wonderful. didn't work that way. In fact... Uh, what was it, Christmas Sunday? There was probably about uh, 65, 70 people there from Riverhead, the Community Baptist people, and uh, another 60 or so from our church. I mean, that was or 40, 48 or something like that. And so we had over 100 people in that little auditorium out there. That was fun. That was fantastic, was it not? Well, I'll tell you, this morning we had a great spirit but we only had 13 people there. Well, actually, we had 15, count my wife and I. I forgot to count us. There we go. Um, but we've been through some struggles. And we had people leaving, and getting mad, and said, you know, excuse me, all we're trying to do is get this church back on a footing where we can be obedient to the Bible. I'll tell you what, we've got a good little group of people now. But I'll tell you this, it hadn't been done. But it's been by faith. And so we're going to trust the Lord's going to take us the rest of the way. How about that? And we don't know what the Lord is going to do at this point have a few ideas, but I want you to pray about that. Because we need to do what we're doing by faith. And you see, there are people right now that are actually hoping we fail. Because we didn't meet their expectations. We didn't do things that are defined by them as nice. Because we stood up for what The Bible actually says. 
I'll tell you, if I have a choice between obeying God or man, I want it to be God every time. How about you? That's faith. I have told the people there, and I'm telling you to keep praying. I said, we have to get Community Baptist Church back in a place where God can bless it. Because we're not being blessed right now. And God will not bless disunity in the church. Will not bless lack of integrity or people telling you one thing and doing something else. God cannot bless that because it is not a reflection of who God is. But I'll tell you this, we, we need a church. Honestly and truly, if you start here at Open Door Bible Baptist Church and head east, the next church that I can recommend without any reservations is Community Baptist Church in Riverhead. That's almost 80 miles away. That is a tragedy. Oh, there's other churches. There's even other churches with Baptist in the name. But that doesn't mean they're doing what they're doing by faith. And so, what I'm trying to illustrate here, God came and presented a mystery, a challenge, a trial to Abram, Abraham. Here's how Abraham responded. By faith. He just obeyed God's words, even though they did not make sense to him. And God had a bigger plan and revealed to Abraham what God himself would do to pay the price for the sins of the whole world. Abraham got to understand something that David truly didn't understand The disciples didn't truly understand it until after it was all done. But Abraham understood it. Because he exercised faith. You want to get through this life? Exercise faith. And all God's people said, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. Lord, we just ask that you would help us to exercise faith. To just simply be obedient to the words of your book. Lord, that we would not attempt to twist them or change them. Lord, that we would be able to see your name lifted up and glorified. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Before we finish that prayer, we'll just be... Quiet, sitting in our seats here. If you want to pray in your seat, that's fine. If you want to come to the altar, we'll take just a moment to pray, and then we'll get into our actual prayer time tonight.